have it kids the uh the fucking oddity files starring nick <laughs> floyd and kitsy duncan motherfuckers what a really intense that's like a cup of coffee right there i feel energized yeah. <laughs> good i hope the fans do too because you know some people listen on their way to work and they need that jump start of me yelling fuck in their ears yeah i mean who doesn't right keeps us on our toes <laughs> Most people don't, but it sounded fun. I, I mean, so. I, some people would beg to differ. I don't know. I feel like people pay top dollar for that. Well, you know, we do have a Patreon page in case you'd like to pay top dollar for that. It's patreon.com slash oddityfiles. And uh, yeah, we appreciate every single one of you, especially our producers, Donald Blanchflower. I almost said Nick Floyd. Um <laughs> Doug Malden Locke and Ryan Hoke. So there you go. I Look at it. that fucking segue. I know, right out of the gate. I love your shirt as well. Spiritual babe. Yes, queen. So my dear friend, Tiffany Rice, you guys check her out, tiffanyrice.com, spirit medium. Fucking amazing. I cannot recommend her enough. I started ghost hunting because I lost my dad. She brought me my dad after he passed, and it was fucking amazing. Anyway, um, she sent me a birthday package with this shirt that says, Spiritual Babe, that you all can buy from Tiffany Rice. Just saying. Um, I got one that says, her saying is, we are never truly alone. And I posted a pic of that on my Instagram stories yesterday. I posted it on Twitter, too, but um, men were being ridiculously ew, so I deleted it. Um, what else? And a crystal. Oh, there you go. Everyone loves yeah. a good crystal. I'm a crystal hoarder, Nick. I don't know if you know this or not. <laughs> oh, I but do. But I literally have tubs of the shit I take outside every full moon so they can recharge. <laughs> oh, that's a good visual for me. Oh, I'll send you a picture next time. It's ridiculous. Perfect. That should be, you know, we should do like a an Oddity Files calendar that's just like you going out in the moonlight and recharging like a crystal and be like, January's crystal is this one. And you're like holding it to the moon. <laughs> that would be so good. Well, that would be genius, actually. <laughs> and um, look at you. You're a goddamn genius. I love it. Okay. I'm, I'm getting texts. I apologize if you guys can hear that. But one of the people texting me is, I have to tell everybody listening right now all about it. His name is Yvonne, and he is casting a paranormal show that's supposed to play on a major network. I can't say which network, but he's looking for people who grew up in houses with paranormal activity, and he needs you to contact him, and I have an email for you right here, so anybody who has their own personal paranormal story where they grew up in a haunted house and family members can get in on it as well. You guys need to contact, I'm going to spell it because it said Yvonne, but it's spelled Ivan. So I-V-A-N 
at MomentumContent.tv. So I am all about this. I think it's a great idea and like nothing else that's ever been done. I think it's great too. I mean, if Yvonne's look, if he wants to do like a squatchy season, I live near some squatchy woods. I got stories. Oh, I got those too. <laughs> season two. Come on, Yvonne. Make it yes. happen. He's the man. Cool. But yes, I promised him I would give him a shout out on the podcast today for anybody who, because I posted it on all of the Oddity Files socials today. Um, but those of you that don't follow us on those socials, send him an email and let him know that you have a story and he'll ask all the appropriate questions. It's only in the lower 48 states of the U.S. Um, travel's hard right now. So I'm just saying. <laughs> it is. It is indeed. So Alaskans, save all that paranormal shit for another show. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Actually, my daughter's in Alaska right now. Oh, look at that. I know. She's insane. Perfectly insane. She, uh, she's a elopement and traveling wedding photographer who has the most amazing shots of people getting married on, engaged on, mountaintops oh. all over the country. Well, that's wonderful. Oh, she went to Iceland last year, too. <sighs> So jealous. No, Greenland. Which one has the ice? It's Greenland. Greenland right? has the ice. Iceland has the green. Right. So it was the ice. <laughs> She's super amazing. I love it. Also, I, I have a quick list of things I pretty much want to tell you about, Nick. Hopefully, the, the listeners will enjoy it as well. Oh, great. But you know that I went to Dixon, Illinois this past weekend to shoot Bruce Campbell, socially distanced, of course. Mm hmm. Some friends of mine run the drive-in, Mike and Mia. It's the Midway Drive-In in Dixon, Illinois. And as I was leaving, because, you know, I get vibes, I told Mia, I'm like, you know, if you ever have any paranormal activity here, let me know. As I'm walking away, she goes, oh, I've seen some stuff. Oh. So, yay. I told her, I said, well, I'll be out this winter. And I, I can investigate that little concession stand all by myself. Oh, that would be amazing. Like a camp out at a drive-in theater, paranormal investigation camp out. Heck yeah. I'll just watch movies and then you can do the investigation. There we go. Totally. You can just, you know, sit in the, the projection booth and watch the movies from there on the big drive-in screen. Yeah. Dream come true. Literally. Let's do it. I'm done. Sold. I'm, where okay. do I sign? As long as we can travel. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's no signage involved. It's just kind of like, let's go. Yeah. Let's see. Um, also, one more thing. I don't know if I sent this to you or not, or if I posted it in the group, the Oddity Files fan group on Facebook. Somebody was selling a haunted chair. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And... I contacted her. I'm like, you know, if if you can't find anybody to take this, I said, I collect haunted things. And uh, just let me know. I'll, I'll pay what you're asking. Yeah. And she responded, I'll let you know. Never heard back from her. But the story of this chair is shadow figures. And the husband saw shadow figures. She thought he was crazy. And then she finally sees it, and she's like, I got to get rid of this. Allegedly, she just took it from a friend who didn't have room for it anymore. That night, I don't know if it's 
my mind just getting to me because of stuff and things. But I saw a fucking shadow figure in my bedroom with a hat. The on. night the night that you pursued that I read the about chair? that. So yes. So I don't know if it was just like my mind stuck on but I, it scared me. I don't get scared at this shit. <laughs> wow. Well, it's a good thing you didn't get the chair. Jesus. That was like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. So, I mean, but, so do we yeah. know? I mean, did the chair wind up somewhere? Is it demolished? Is it, I mean, nothing? She hasn't let me know. It was like only 50 bucks. I'm like, I can sell. I don't know. I can't sell anything right now, but not a photo op. But um, I'm like, I, I can swing 50 bucks. I'll put it on my goddamn American Express. I don't care. Yeah. So um, she said, I'll let you know. And I haven't heard back. So and I checked the listing. It's still up there. So my thoughts are the fact that she didn't want to sell it to me is it's not really haunted. I, yeah, I, you know, I have some thoughts uh, I'll probably end up forgetting by the time it's it's my story time. But I, I have some thoughts about this, and I'm going to save them for a little later. But yeah, I have a feeling there is yeah some yeah some uh, one of those people you're already always theorizing about. <laughs> yeah, I, I, and I think too. I think people are like because we live in this like cancel culture world right now, where I think people are kind of overthinking stuff, and I think there are a lot of people who have gotten a lot uh, very big into paranormal stuff while we're all quarantined because it's really interesting to get into and read about. So I think that maybe she was having second thoughts about like, because I told this fabricated story, if someone were to buy it, even if it was 50 bucks and found out that it was just some chair and didn't have an experience, somehow it would come back and like bite her in the butt. Maybe. I mean, yeah. I, I well, I wouldn't have ratted her out if she sold it to me. I'm writing her out now, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I mean, you yeah. know, well, you, I mean, you have a point. You had that cold hard cash. You know, you were ready to make the jump. But why did I see a shadow man? Do you think it was my mind just like stuck on? The, but I mean, I looked at it for a second, and I literally threw the covers over my head. Yeah. Oh, we this this. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Okay. It's very everything you're saying in this first few minutes is crazy. That like, I I mean I texted you and told you I'm not my my story segment thing today could either be solid or could fall flat. But in these first few minutes, I already feel pretty good about it. So oh yay, we're very in sync. Look at me reading your fucking mind. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Someone, yeah, <laughs> you're the medium. That's what I'm saying, you know? <laughs> oh, so that was just weird. I did smudge. I d- actually, the next day, I yelled out loud in my house, whoever the fucking shadow man is, get the fuck out. I haven't seen him since, but I did smudge um, two days after that, so... I don't know. We'll see. Are you quite cr- crazy question for you before we move away from this topic? Cause I know this won't come up later. Or do you ever fear like when you do your, your, uh, your investigations, do you ever fear that if you bring anything back that it's going to hurt the two girls spirits that are in your house? Hmm. No, no, because I do. I assumed that Anna was the only one I was going to bring home 
first yeah. and foremost. Um, and if anything's bad, I don't think I'm going to connect with it like I did Abby and Anna. I mean, it was like like soul sister shit going on during those investigations. But now I'm worried. Thanks a lot. Oh, sorry. I it, You know, it's, <laughs> know. it's a very like curious question that I've always felt. It was like, you know, obviously there are good spirits, evil spirits. There are right. just spirits that exist or, and are neither. But I've always been curious. I'm, I'm, you know, is that something like, is there some sort of spiritual warfare we don't know about? Like, just like there are good humans and bad humans. Is there on this right. plane, are there bad spirits that are trying to hurt the good ones? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't see why not. Yeah. Little food for thought. <laughs> Look at you. That's the sound effect right there. So in my panic, I texted Nick right before this and said, um, I'm looking for paranormal and then news completely last minute. I'm like, do you have anything? And he says, I might have something. Yeah. So, I got a thing. You're it's, up. it's funny because it actually popped up in the Oddity Files group and I was sort of looking at it. So the, the story actually popped up on the interwebs in April. With any paranormal story, you just don't know when this stuff actually takes place. It could take place right, right. a year ago and then circulate now, and then someone will pick it up and cir- get it in circulation again. But this story uh, was really interesting. There's really not much to it except for the fact that there are there is a picture and multiple videos that are circulating of these strange bat-like creatures in Indonesia, and they can swim. They have like wings. It's very strange. Um, Jim posted that. I did see that. Yeah. So I Jim, it, it popped up in Jim, and, it, and it, this was circu- circulating back in April. Um, and there are multiple videos, and they're it's very, very crazy and creepy and, and bizarre. Turns out that this wasn't Indonesia. It's actually Southeast Asia. Uh, Malaysia, I believe, is where it is. And... I couldn't really find anything specific, but apparently these are a very uh, hard-to-find creature called Kalugos, and they Ooh. are uh, they're gliding mammals who use the flaps of extra skin between their legs to glide from higher to lower locations, um, and they're kind of from the same family as a flying lemur. However... Okay. But they're hairless, right? Yeah, they are hairless. However, the the video of them all swimming in water, those these are mammals who live in trees. Those specific creatures in the in the video that's circulating of them swimming, yeah, we don't know. And not supposed to do that. No, no idea. So it's been circulating. It hasn't picked up enough traction to actually get picked up by like a legitimate news source, but it's starting to get some on social media of people being like, Oh, what is that creature? But there's still the jury. It's slightly still terrifying looking. It's very chupacabra looking. If chupacabras yeah. had like little webby feet and like skin flap wings. <laughs> Literally skin flap wings. Yeah. Now are they supposed to have hair? Because I think the thing that's so scary about them is they're like flesh colored and there's these little, oh, I, um, they look like puppies that are mixed with stingrays. 
Yeah. But the wingy things are like flappy. <laughs> it's yeah, it's very strange. And even if you look up like a Kalugos, like the animal, it just doesn't look like this creature. So it's very strange. I think oh. we live in a world where a lot of people are so quick to be like, this is what it is. And this is what it is. And this is what it is. Because no one likes to know, not know something. Everyone likes to know what right. things are and have a conclusion. But that's it. I mean, we really don't know what they are. And, and uh, it's just another strange creature bouncing around on the interwebs. Someday it'll be a cryptid when it grows 17 feet tall. Yeah, I, like that's my theory. Is I, anytime I see shit like that, I'm like, mm, some sort of water creature just had a bunch of infant creatures, and now they're gonna grow up. And it might take a while, but when they grow, because uh, there's a shit ton of them in that water, like mm-hmm. a litter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even. Th- oh God, now I'm terrified. Yeah. Oh, the water scares me. That's where shit's gonna come from. If anything is gonna like surface it's going to be from the ocean and these could be like creatures who have risen from their their eggs they've been hatching in for the last 300 years and they finally are <laughs> who knows <laughs> who knows yeah it's good I'm a little sensitive with the cryptid talk today i apologize about that <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, yeah so. that was an intense video to watch maybe they are babies and that's why they don't have hair yet because like guinea pigs are born without hair and they're really fucking freaky looking yeah it's it could be and like here's the thing if i wanted to be super realistic and like really dark i would say that demon babies well (laughs) i would say that those Things in the water are baby Kalugos that this these people on the internet have deemed them correctly. And the problem is, is they're drowning because they aren't meant to go in the water. And this person no! is filming. Sorry. Son of a bitch. Sorry. That's, that could possibly be it. Yeah. I mean. Or it, maybe they've just got a new genome and now they swim. I yeah. don't know. I mean, people will do let's, anything let's for the go internet. with the happy ending. Yeah, I like the happy ending, but it's the internet, so. Oh, God, what if some dick face dumped the litter in the... We got to move on. Okay, so (laughs) all the the theories are coming to my head now. It's real morbid. Don't fuck with cats. Yeah, so. Yeah. But thank you for finding paranormal in the news today. Oh, no problem. Because I've had a day. Listen, days are days, weeks are weeks, but you know what? Friendship is forever. Preach, my friend. <laughs> oh. Friendship is for fucking ever. Yeah. That's it. That's all I got. Okay. Uh, we'll go with that. I got a story. <laughs> oh, you know, before I go to a story, I'm going to cut that out. I should probably tell, like, the socials and yeah. shit. Yeah, and those are Do important. my fucking job. I was waiting. Yeah. With bated breath. I was like, is she going <laughs> to sure skip it? Was. Is she going to skip it? Oh, my God. She's going she's gonna to skip it. Yeah, it, w- it would not be shocking at this point in in my personal quarantine. So, guys, you should follow us on all the stuff and all the things. Nick, tell them Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Oh, it's just, it's easy. You just close your eyes and type at Oddity Files. That's it. Absolutely. That's it. And we've got a Facebook fan group, which is called Oddity Files Fan Group or page or something. I just freaking looked at that. Have you gone gotten on the new desktop Facebook? Because it's fucking awful. 
They're trying to look like Twitter, and it is the Oddity Files Facebook. Nope. <laughs> Fuck me. Oddity Files fan group on Facebook. Let's finish my rant. Have you gotten on Facebook on your desktop? I have. It's been like this for me for a while, though, but I'm not a big Facebook user. I just got it. And how hard are they trying to look like Twitter at this point? Yeah, I mean, everyone's everyone's out to to copy somebody, which, like, why would you try to look like a platform that's, like, slowly dying? I don't understand, but hey. Yeah, I don't either. I don't know why anybody does anything. Me neither. That's Kitsy's rant for the day, the new desktop Facebook. It sucks. I like how you can go dark mode. But that's it. Like I tried to load, I tried to load the group to find paranormal in the news because I went right past the, the thingies in the water, and um, it you you can't add more, you can't see more. So anyway, I have a story, Nick. Would you like to hear a story? I have a dog that's psychotic, but yes, I'd love to hear this story. Shut up. Awesome. You can keep all this, by the way. <laughs> I am. To- Shut up. <laughs> Dog's a psychopath. <laughs> Jackie. Yep. Okay. So let's jump in the Wayback Machine to 1821 for a tale of cults and a haunting. And that story goes a little something like this. The Ebenezer colonies consisted of settlements of inspirationists in what is now the town of West Seneca, near the city of Buffalo in western New York State. The Inspirationists migrated here from Germany in 1843. Well, why did I say 1821 in the beginning? Okay, so Wayback Machine, (laughs) 1843. That's really where we're at. (laughs) So the reason why the Inspirationists had to leave Germany is because everybody fucking hated them. Um, They refused to report for military duty, they refused to take oaths, and they also refused to send their children to public schools. And by not doing this, the followers were fined by their state and ridiculed by the rest of the country. So this is when Christian Metz decides to bring the entire freaking congregation to the New World. So they load up for a 40-day cruise, not that kind of cruise, (laughs) over to America. (laughs) (laughs) Once they all arrive, Metz finally signed a contract to buy from the Ogden Land Company 5,000 acres at $10.50 an acre, which I'm sure was a shit ton of money back then. Yeah, that seems like a lot for that. Like in today's money, that's a bazillion dollars. Yeah, I don't think that number even exists in today's money. (laughs) No, exactly. So the tract was part of the Buffalo Creek Reservation, formerly owned by the Seneca Indians. They then erected a large meeting house, several schoolhouses, and many dwellings using the timber cut from this tract. They brought with them their own special skills as farmers and laborers, millwrights and brewers, bakers and printers, machinists, furniture makers, the whole shebang. Um, So they were able to, you know, just kind of live amongst the selves. Unfortunately, some of the Senecas were still living on this tract of land. So many of the families would sleep in in the same cabins. So they were like, you know, just ginormous cabins and the families would just kind of fill it up, which freaks me out to no end. And one night, 
some unnamed families, unnamed because I have no idea where to find their names, uh, they all woke up by shrill screams coming from within the communal home. They were all terrified and have no idea where it could be coming from because this cult, as I'm going to refer to it from now on as, was nowhere near any other civilization. So worried and slightly terrified, the families, plural, just kind of shakes it off until a few nights later, more than one person in the cabin sees a woman in chains floating and screaming in the home. And it happened more than once. Enough was enough, so they went to Christian and asked him what to do. Christian decides to stay in the cabin himself for a night in July of 1845. And just like the others, he hears the same disembodied wailing and sees the woman in chains floating and screaming. It's a Native American woman, and he nopes his way right out of there, and he discusses it with his followers. And Christian decides to ask the Seneca tribe members what the fuck is going on. I'm sure he didn't use that term because they were a very religious group. So he explains (laughs) how everything was going down in the really, really haunted cabin, and the Senecas tell Christian a heartbreaking tale of Kwa Kwa Tao, a Native American woman who used to live in a cabin on the south side of the land overlooking Buffalo Creek. And this is the cabin. So Kao Kwa Tao, that's it, that's it, the first one, ignore it, um, was chased out of the region after being accused of practicing witchcraft on an old Indian who needed simple nursing care. The Indian man died apparently of an unusual condition, which aroused the belief that perhaps he was a victim of witchcraft. Okay, first, I had no idea there were bad Indian witches. Native American. I had no idea that witchcraft was bad in Native American days back then. Yeah, I didn't think... That, I, yeah, that's really interesting. I didn't think, I didn't think that was the case either. I thought that, that it was a lot of like land magic so to speak yeah that it was all like it was bettering. all magic yeah it was like bettering the land and then the only like quote-unquote evil magic was the magic placed upon those who are ruining the land but to me like fuck yeah. those people so that's not really bad magic <laughs> <laughs> that's like exactly i'm a, i'm hashtag bad magic right there <laughs> <laughs> anyway So the woman flees to Canada and a council was called to determine a course of action against her. According to the West Seneca Historical Society records, the council decided against Kauquato and sentenced her to death. The executioner was selected and a group of chiefs set out for Canada to lure her back. When they crossed the Buffalo Reservation boundary line on their return, I'm assuming they caught her. Um, and I forgot to put that in. <laughs> the, tri- the time drew near for the executioner to act. When he couldn't fulfill his duty, it was Indian. It says Indian. I didn't say it. Tommy Jemmy, who drew his knife and cut her throat. <gasps> the president of the historical society says. The next day, Kao Kwa Tao's body was found and Jemmy was arrested and indicted for murder in jail. I'm sure that was the white people that did that. Yep. 
During the trial, his principal witness was the Seneca orator, Red Jacket, who denied the woman was murdered, but was executed after trial and conviction according to ancient tribal customs of his people. So after a lengthy trial, Jemmy was released. It was said that Kao Kwa Tao was buried beneath her cabin, that cabin, which was considered haunted and abandoned before it was torn down, which is what I am about to get into. Um, you know, I should probably proofread my shit. So Native Americans believe ah. that a witch's body had some sort of evil spell on it and that nobody would want to go near the place where he or she was buried. It's said that Kao Kwa see damn it cow qua tau's body was burned under her cabin so christian proclaimed that the cabin should be burned to the ground and consecrated and it was done and the site made part of the ebenezer's own burial ground but no one was ever buried on that precise spot so now it's just all a cemetery, which is kind of cool that you can go to and you can visit. Um, a fence was erected in the left re- rear corner of the graveyard where the cabin is, is believed to have stood. <laughs> and to this day, the area is still fenced off and no other graves are marked in that area. And ever since, all the way to today's days, there have been reports of paranormal happenings at that cemetery where the cabin was located. In 1966, Buffalo reporter Dick Christian spent as much as no spent as much of the night as he could stand, and he fled after some suspicious sounds, thinking that the most likely source was the spirit of Kao Kwa Tao, failed healer and suspected witch. And in 2009. A radio station, always a reporter on a radio station. A radio station sent out local ghost investigator, Chris Conlin, to investigate the house. No, they didn't because the house is burned. As well as the cemetery. There's probably a house left, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. I really did a shitty job writing this story. So according to Conlin, the investigators obtained recordings of a ghostly female voice on tape. They also got readings of the word witch and murder on an ovilus. Nick, are you familiar with the ovilus? I think so. I think it's a bunch of bunk. Um, it's For those of you that don't know, it's a little black box that just kind of spits out words. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, very rarely is it even relevant. Um, I've, one time I had something come over that it blew my mind and that then I just kind of haven't had it out since so it said that it got witch and murder on the obelisk and the investigators also obtained electromagnetic field readings over gravestones in the cemetery so there you have it kids the story of a cult a murder and a Native American woman whose name is really hard to say who probably was not a witch and did not kill the old man. That's so fascinating. I, I'm again, like with your stories, I find one piece and I like really stick to it. And I'm like, did like, did she die enough? I mean, good Lord throat cut buried under the cabin after she was burned. And then her cabin got burned down to make sure that yeah. it like <laughs> she, overkill. Ding gong, the witches. <laughs> good Lord. Settle down people. Yeah. 
I know. Come on. Here's here's what I get from this story is this poor woman was trying to help this old man. He still fucking died. So she got the blame. Yeah. So he was probably a really high up dude in the Native American tribe and his family was pissed that he died, so they blamed her. Is kind of the thought process that goes through my head. Yeah, I mean, and like, and then you know, all these years later, you have radio radio stations sending people to camp, just like that's so fucked up. At like fuel to the fire, <laughs> like okay, you've had I all know. these terrible this things poor happen. Poor woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And here's some radio DJ being like, "All right, I am in the woods in the cemetery right now, looking for some." Hey, people, this is Dick Christian. <laughs> this is Dick Dick Christian coming to you live from the cemetery. <laughs> Oh, God. W L O Q P Z. Yes. So I had never heard this story before, but as Nick, I don't know if you know this, but I know the listeners know this. I have an obsession with mysteries at the museum, which has now been renamed on the channel, on the travel channel. But hey, Don, hey, you're still ridiculously handsome. Amanacolonies.com, Western K. No, WestSenecaB.com. God damn, I can't speak today. BuffaloNews.com and WoodsmanJournalOnline.blogspot.com. I had to stretch because it was a short story today. (laughs) This is Dick Christian coming to you from another cemetery. (laughs) Just like, who sends Dick Christian? There's witches that have been murdered. We're going to stop. Murder. <laughs> These are a few of my favorite things. <laughs> so stupid. Why would you? Yes. Oh, my God. It's a mockery. It's a mockery. I'm telling you, this whole thing. Oh, Dick Christian. Where is he now? Where's this whole special Oddity Files episode on Dick Christian? Oh, dude, yeah. And the other dude that we talked about from the radio from way back when. But (laughs) talk about the heydays of DJs, man. The 50s and the 60s had to be it. I'm trying to look up Dick Christian radio. I want to see. Let's see. Oh, he doesn't exist. Let's see. September 1966. Oh, no, actually, Dick Christian was a Buffalo reporter oh. who spent the, as much of the night as he could stand there. Sorry. The radio station sent out local ghost investigator Chris Conlin. Oh, uh, Chris Conlin. Yeah, well, that's a boring name. We're going to pretend it was yeah, Dick Christian but- at the radio reporting live from the scene. <laughs> exactly. With, like, his little remote <laughs> antenna, like, on his backpack. I don't know if I can stay, guys. <laughs> oh, jeepers. Coming up next is Creedence Clearwater Revivals. Uh, Zoinks. <laughs> hey, Scoop. <laughs> My wife brought me meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's delicious. And it's only going to get better from here, peeps. Because only... I'm a spiritual babe. You are. So, guys, have you heard of ParaboxMonthly.com? Get ready for this. It's kind of cool. Every box contains an amazing soft style paranormal t-shirt and a content card. These items also contain a hidden password. Okay, once discovered, it'll open up a new mystery 
online. How cool is that? If you can solve their challenge, you'll be entered into a monthly drawing for free merchandise. So cool. So here's all you need to do. You head to paraboxmonthly.com and add promo code OddityFiles. And you're set. Check it out. It's paraboxmonthly.com, promo code OddityFiles. Check it out. Guys, I'm pretty excited to tell you about this new product I'm using. Soul Drops are sacred plant supplements that boost overall wellness by enhancing your mind, body, and spirit. See what I did there? Made with traditional healing plants, this special microdosing option empowers self-healing and performance optimization. Soul Drops allow you to power up physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Again, see what I did there? With only a few drops per day, Soul Drops can empower your self-healing and optimization. Now, I'm not kidding. I found Soul Drops on a social media ad, and guys, I'm shocked at the results. I'm not even kidding. I'm not making this up. I am shocked at the results. My moods have leveled out, and I'm sleeping better. So Soul Drops is brought to you by renowned shamanic healer and herbalist Vlada Talan. She uses an ancient process to offer all natural, legal, and safe microdosing. Her master plant formulas have transformed the lives of thousands of people, including me. So I figured out a way to get you guys Soul Drops at a 10% discount. Are you ready? Head on over to souldrops.net and type in oddity files, one word, in the discount code box. I got the Master Trinity set, and I tell you what, this stuff works. So head on over to souldrops.net and remember to type oddity files, again, one word, into the coupon code to get your 10% off. And you know what? You can just thank me later. Guys, have you heard of diedinhouse.com? This is pretty much the coolest thing ever. Ever feel like somebody's watching you in your house and you don't know why and you're the only one in the house? Did you know real estate brokers are not obliged to tell you if someone died in the house unless you ask? Yep, I found that one out the hard way. I mean, it's certainly not a checkbox on a Zillow site, now is it? So are you looking at houses and don't want to move into a murder house? I mean, I do, but I understand that it's not for everyone. Well, now you can find out who died in your house or any house for that matter, and usually what the cause of death was as well. And we have a way for you to save money when you do. Of course we do. Check out diedinhouse.com. Save 10% by using promo code OddityFiles, one word, no spaces, before buying or renting a home. Get informed about everything. Use diedinhouse.com to learn the house history. Again, head to diedinhouse.com and enter promo code OddityFiles, one word, at checkout, and you'll save 10%. Well, like, I mean, I guess, I guess I'll jump in, uh, I'll jump in here. So I, you know, I was yes, trying please. to, it's all you. I was trying to do something different and, uh, you know, I've, uh, we're kind of in this weird state in the world and there's a lot of people talking and a lot of new people that are getting into shit that they never thought they'd get into. I think unsolved <laughs> mysteries also has welcomed this entire paved the way for all these like paranormal. Oh Yeah. 
mystery fans. So, like, there's so many people who are our people now, I think. And I kind of love it. Yeah, it's great. I, You know, I think it's fantastic. So, I wanted to do a little segment about um, psychology and what makes uh, <laughs> these believers smarter than <laughs> all the non-believers. <laughs> fucking love this i cannot wait sir so the the quote that that drew me into this and it was it was a quote that i saw i was doing i was researching a normal episode and then i saw this quote and then i kind of dug deeper and deeper and deeper and then i was like fuck it this is what i'm gonna do the podcast on Uh, (laughs) so the quote that caught my eye was was this and i i don't know who said it but i'm gonna read it anyway uh The quote is That's how I roll too. <laughs> right? It's Dick the old, Christian from Dick the radio. <laughs> so the quote is this, and this is this will kick off uh, uh, hopefully an informative little journey here. Uh, we create beliefs because we don't like believing that the universe is random. Wow! Very profound. <laughs> That's so deep. Very profound. So, uh, with that being said, we're going to jump into something a little, a little less profound, but it's going to lead us into something more profound. I promise. But it makes all the sense to me. So, yay! It does. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, (laughs) I'm always excited. It's just how I live life. Soon after World War II, Winston Churchill was visiting the White House when he said to have an uncanny experience. Having had a long bath with a scotch and cigar, he reportedly walked into the adjoining bedroom only to be met by the ghost of Abraham Lincoln. (laughs) This is why the White House is at the top of my bucket list. Yes. So I'm sure you're asking yourself, if he just got out of the bath, is he wrapped in a towel? No, Winston Churchill was completely nude having this experience. That's that's something I don't want to visually recreate in my head again sorry oh yeah winston churchill completely naked full-on eye contact with the ghost of abraham lincoln and in this moment of of connection between these two the words that winston churchill said next are unbelievable he looked abraham lincoln in the eye and he said good evening mr president you seem to have me at a disadvantage (laughs) That is the most brilliant fucking quote for that scenario ever. And after that, oh my God, the spirit of Abraham Lincoln smiled and vanished. And that was the beginning uh, of this sort of surge of supernatural experiences. So, um, oh wow. Yeah, very fascinating. That's not the only one. Uh, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle spoke to ghosts through mediums while Alan Turing believed in telepathy. Three men who were all known for their razor-sharp thinking yet couldn't stop themselves from believing in the impossible. So Alan Turing believed in telepathy? I didn't know that. He was a fucking genius. Yeah. it's. I'm telling you, I fell down this rabbit hole and I was like, holy shit, this is unreal. Um... 
According to a survey, and this is back in 2014, so I'm sure it's changed now, but this is why I wanted to, to talk about this. So in 2014, a survey said that as many as three quarters of Americans believe in the paranormal in some form, while nearly one in five claim to actually have seen a ghost. Holy shit, three quarters of... That's a lot, Nick. Yeah. I had no idea. And this was 2014, so this was... Much higher now. Yeah. Oh, 100%. 100 and in this moment now with with the yeah. Unsolved Mysteries and all the ghost hunting shows and all of these YouTube channels who were highlighting... I mean, it's got to be... The number numbers have to be through the roof. And I'd love to, yeah. to hunt that new number down for sure. So again, so back in 2014 is, is when this this study and this little uh, essay came out, but uh, psychologists have started to look at why some of us can't shake off old superstitions and folklore. Their findings may suggest some hidden virtues to believing in the paranormal. At the very least, it should cause you to question whether you hold more insidious beliefs about the world. So, oh, this one is very interesting because... This has to, and, and I actually kind of pulled this out, so I've highlighted some things, but I'm, I'm actually going to read this because of what you said. Uh, it was interesting, okay. but it didn't really make it into my research. Um, some paranormal experiences are easily explainable based on faulty activity in the brain. Reports of poltergeists and visibly moving objects seem to be consistent with damage to certain regions of the right hemisphere that are responsible for visual processing. Certain forms of epilepsy, meanwhile, can cause the spooky feeling that a presence is stalking you close by, perhaps underlying accounts of faceless shadow people lurking in the surroundings. Does that mean I'm epileptic? <laughs> I do not know. <laughs> I don't either. Um, and this is all just, the, the article breaks all of these down, but this is just sort of the, the, uh, the instant yeah. list. Um, Out-of-body experiences, meanwhile, are now accepted neurological phenomena while certain visual illusions could confound the healthy brain and create mythical beings. For example, one young Italian psychologist looked in the mirror one morning to find a grizzled old man staring back at him. His later experiments confirmed the illusion is surprisingly common when you look at your reflection in the half light, perhaps because the brain struggles to construct the contours of your face so it begins to try to fill in missing information, even if that leads to the appearance of skulls, old hags, or hideous animals. Really? Very, very interesting. So Now, they're not saying end-all, be-all, this is the only reason this happens. No way. No, this is just... Okay. This is... And this is Some explanation. This is what's interesting, because I, I think there, there, are two, there are two types of people in this scenario. We have people who who believe, who've had these experiences, and who are t making the effort to like read paranormal books, who are making the effort to watch paranormal shows or, or watch YouTube channels of paranormal. And then there are people who really like it, but it scares them so much that they need answers. And oh, yeah, then, yeah. this is the perfect, all the sense. perfect scenario. Yeah. There, there are, like when I was a kid, there were some things that happened, not kid into my early 20s, and I I just came up with rational reasons why these things would have happened, and now I look back at it and I'm like, 
But you know, that probably wasn't it. Yep. So. It's, yeah. it's. I mean, it's, I always love the idea, like the way I always look at this too is, is I, I talk about always, like the reference I always use, Bloody Mary thing, where yeah, it was a thing that everyone's like, do it, you won't do it, do it, do it. And it was a scary thing for a while for me. And so I tried to look into the science of it and figure it out. And what happens is exactly what I just read is that we, we yeah. put this image in our head and we're, we say, you know, we say it a few times, we get it in our head and then we flip the light switch on. And the first thing we see when, when we open our eyes and there's light and you're adjusting is your, your mind is kind of building this image of, uh, of this thing in your head. Yeah. Um, so that was always really interesting to me. Cause I'm like, okay, that I believe a hundred percent. But yeah, yeah, yeah. the spiritual stuff and the psychic mediums and all, like, this is, there is science to that, but there is also a whole different realm of possibilities, yeah. which is amazing. And the, the thing that you had said about the mirror, about, you know, you, you kind of see yourself aged and things like that. I've never had that happen, but a lot of people, when they use a scrying mirror and what you're supposed to do, like, I have one right behind me, Nick, you can see it, that black thing sitting on my shelf mm -hmm. in a picture frame. Mm -hmm. So that's a scrying mirror. What you're supposed to do is you very dim light, like just a candle underneath it, and just kind of loosely focus on the mirror. And nine times out of 10, people see say, I see myself really, really old. So that explains that. But other people will see more. They'll see spirits come through. They'll see spirits behind them. But I always wondered why so many people would say, I've seen, I see myself aged, but now it all makes sense. Yeah. It's really interesting. And it's, yeah, it's like, I think, I think as someone who believes in the paranormal, I think it's important if you are a, a true believer in it, I think it's very important to actually take in the scientific pieces, but also hold true the things that you can't explain. Yeah. Versus just leaning on the science. Because if you just leave, lean on the science, you're completely, you're, you've become a skeptic at that point. And that's, right. that's the right. biggest piece. But this, um, this was really an interesting thing that will, kind of, that will kind of bring all this together. So there is a, and I'm going to butcher the name completely. Oh, I totally believe whatever you say is the correct pronunciation. Perfect. Uh, Tapani Reiki from the University of Helsinki in Finland, has been trying to find answers for years about hidden patterns, uh, if people are more superstitious than others, and really, he wants to know what he believes and if it differs from what other people believe. Okay. So, in 2014, he asked skeptics and believers to view simple animations of moving shapes while lying in a brain scanner. He found paranormal believers were more likely to see some kind of intention behind the movements as if the shapes were playing a game of tag, he says. And this was reflected in greater brain activity in the regions normally associated with theory of the mind and understanding others' motives. Reiki has also found that people who believe in the supernatural are more likely to see hidden faces in everyday photos a finding confirmed by another team at the University of Amsterdam who showed that paranormal believers are more likely to imagine that they have seen a walking figure in random light displays. Oh, wow. Yeah. Very, very interesting. And this next little very piece hit it home for me that I was like, ha, suckers. <laughs> <laughs> 
So Reiki's also found that believers may have weaker cognitive inhibition compared to skeptics. That's the skill that allows you to squash unwanted thoughts, so perhaps we are all spooked by strange coincidences and patterns from time to time, but skeptics are better at pushing them aside. Reiki gives the example of someone who is thinking about their mother only for her to call two minutes later. Is it just that skeptics can laugh and say it's just a coincidence and think of something else? Significantly, another paper reported that paranormal believers also tend to have greater confidence in their decisions, even when they are based on ambiguous information. So once they've latched on to the belief, you might be less likely to let it go. That makes all the sense in the world when it comes to me, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I am one stubborn little bitch. <laughs> all of us paranormal people, I feel like, are very, very stubborn. I yeah. feel like that's, yeah. that's what it is. But I think it's, it's, easy, it's easy to convince yourself that something isn't real. And oh, absolutely. It's so easy. And, and it's almost like it, it's, it's safe. Like it's safer to have that as a crutch. So if you're in a situation right. where you're like in the woods and you hear something in the bushes or you're uh, in, a, in a house that you know is haunted and you hear something upstairs, it's easier to tell yourself that's not real than it is to allow oh, yeah. yourself to, to, go, to wander exactly to the place that it is. Or the thing Which is, is literally what I do in my house when I'm at haunted locations. I'm an open book. Everything's wide open, ready to take in whatever's sent my way. Yeah. But in my house, oh, that sounds like a footstep, but I bet there's a bubble in the piping up in my bed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I, I can play both sides really, really easily and have my entire life. Yeah. <laughs> But you do, and that, and this brings me back to the beginning of the podcast when we were talking about the shadow figure you saw and how you, you, you literally you threw your arms up and you said, yeah, get the fuck out of my house. Yeah, you just in case it was real. Yeah, exactly, but you could have easily made the choice to say, that's not real. That's not real. That's clearly like, I'm tired. This is on my mind. I've read this story. I'm spooked. I saw it. I was, you know, whatever. But you made the choice to say... This is the thing that's real. This was in my house, and I'm going to speak to it to tell it. If you're here, get the fuck out. Yeah. So yeah, that's exactly what I did. So it's it's super super interesting. So it does believe it, it brings me to back to the quote that we create beliefs because we don't like believing that the universe is random. I think, you know, with a lot of new people who are taking these these ghost shows in and who are stuck at home and who are falling down more rabbit holes and kind of joining the paranormal conversation of like ghost stories and things. I think, mm -hmm. I think they're tired of being convinced that the universe is random and that there is no control where everyone started 2020 and was like, 2020 is going to be the greatest year of my life. And this happened. And you're onto something, sir. It's like, it is now it's like, well, if this happened, well, then fucking Bigfoot's real, right? Like, anything's possible. Why not? <laughs> yeah. So it's, I don't know. It, it, it I, I was, I was starting to do research for an episode and I was like, no, this, I want to talk about this. It has to be talked this about. This is great. Um, and so it brings me to my final point. A lot of people, especially skeptics in my life, always ask me, like, okay, come on. Like, you're very tongue in cheek about it, for about real. the Bigfoot thing. Come on. Like, you know. And I always tell them, and I do it with a smile on my face. I say that I 
I am, I have always been and will always be a believer in Bigfoot because at the end of the day, we all need something to believe in. And sometimes when you say we all need something to believe in, it can't be things like one day I'm going to be a a movie star. One day I'm going to run a fortune 500 company. You have to believe in something that doesn't necessarily seem like a plausible thing because I think it makes us better people. It does. 100%. 100%. It 100% does because the thing is, like, in my lifetime, I can't tell you, and even though I, I am a, a true believer, I cannot tell you in my lifetime if we will ever get the answers, if a Bigfoot will just walk out in front of someone's phone, nope. get the footage, and then just drop dead, and all of a sudden we have a sample, and we have this, and they're re- It won't happen. No. But I'm going to keep believing in this Same. thing... Until that does happen, if it happens after I'm dead and gone, then sweet. Like, great. Good for the next generation. Exactly. <laughs> Our grandkids will see it. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's that's great. And it's it's funny that I had that experience and then you write this story and I, and I didn't even tell you about that because I was saving it for the podcast. No. I, I, we literally started recording early today because I was afraid I was just going to let it all roll out of my mouth before we started recording. <laughs> oh, that was fucking amazing, Nick. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's, it's just it's just something. And I do and I feel like there is something there too. Like I I think you telling this story, having this experience that we didn't talk about before this podcast. I did yeah. not know about your shadow figure. I did not know the I think the fact that we share a connection, there is a psychology somewhere, somehow, in something that we're using a part of our brains that's something that... That we don't even know we're using. No, we don't. And it's... Yeah, yeah I don't know. It's very, very interesting. And I do think... Um, I uh, I think it's very, very interesting, and I do think that the there was a fi- there was a little piece in this, and like I said, this was 2014. That says um, there's a it talks about a, a, an epidemic at the end of this, and folk remedies that when there the Ebola epidemic happened, uh, our brain had an ability has the ability to spot illusory uh, patterns, where you know you can have remedies for this thing that you can convince yourself are real, but then, you know, fears in the West by industrialized governments were telling everybody like, it's going to spread through this and this and this and this. And then you choose to believe in that thing. So you have two sides of two different people, which one is stronger? The ones who are living in fear, the ones who are embracing that there is some sort of natural folk remedy for this epidemic. I'm going to get philosophical on your ass here for a second. Everybody that's listening, you need to fucking believe that this shit can end. It's not going to make it end, but it's going to put that fucking energy out there. And yes, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's just like the fact that that was even a little sentence. It's a very small sentence in here that talks about that in this article. And I was just like, holy shit. I know this was only six years ago, but like this is nuts that they even talk about yeah. an epidemic in you know dividing people in 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 talking about paranormal is that you have the believers and you have the non-believers and you know the people who are embracing this versus the people who are afraid to which people are the ones who who you know have more confidence and have the ability to like 
manifest things and make things happen for themselves and all this shit. So, yeah. Oh. That's a that's a whole lesson in Buddhism right there. So, yeah. <laughs> wow. That was amazing. Oh, I, I love I, that know, so much. It, it hit me. I feel I, like uh, it felt it felt good. I felt like. Uh, well, it should have because it was. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get it off my chest to figure if there's anywhere for it, it's here. Yeah, so funny thing, speaking of the paradilia, I believe is what it's called, when people see faces and things. Yes. I did a little, I, I'm a part of a, several paranormal groups on Facebook, and somebody had posted a picture of a window, high up, second story probably, with a reflection of a tree in it. And they got on and said, oh my God, does anybody see the face here? I said, many people will, because it's a phenomena called paradelia and it's where people see faces and items it is absolutely positively not paranormal just like if people see a dust orb and a picture or a video they take and they see a face in it doesn't mean it's paranormal I, I have this doorway in my my master bedroom bathroom and it's so it's like I have one of those little separate toilet areas from the rest of the bathroom so I always leave the door open when I go There is this wood grain that looks just like the fucking Jaws poster, and it's all I see when I'm sitting on that toilet. But it's a fucking face, and that's what I see. I think at one point years ago, I took a picture of it, posted it on Instagram next to a picture of the Jaws poster, and people are like, holy shit, that's exactly what that is. Yep. So there, there's science behind it, and there's okay. It's okay. What you're telling me to sum all this up is it's okay to believe some of the scientific stuff, and it's okay to. Be confident enough in yourself and what you see and what you believe to have that be real as well. Yeah. It's yes. it's all in what you make it. It's your fucking life. Live it how you want. It brings me back to that fucking dress meme that everyone talked about where it's like, this dress is blue, this dress is green. You know what? If you want to believe whatever color, it could be yellow to you. If you see that yeah. color and that's the color that you've seen, fantastic. See what you want to yeah. see and move on. Like exactly, that's the biggest piece. I, oh, yeah. Did you see the new one of those I posted in the Facebook fan group where it was like a picture of a baby hanging out of the window, and the thing was some people don't see the baby, and I was flipping shit. I'm like, how can nobody see that? I don't even understand how a single person could not see this baby in this picture. <laughs> I love. I and live for of, stuff like that. Oh, it was it was all fake. Yeah. Like we had one person pop in and say, I don't see, I don't know what you're talking about. And they actually photoshopped a photo uh, with the baby not in the picture and said, this is what I see. And that's when I lost my shit. I'm like, what What the fuck is going on here? Yeah. It's, it's it my was, favorite. It was, it's my yeah. favorite game because it's like, it's I could literally hold up a piece of paper with nothing on it. And I could say, which one do you see? Do you see the word fog or do you see the word golf? And you're going to look hard enough and you're going to see one of those two words because I've just tricked you to believe that one of those words exists on this blank page. I would look at it and go, Nick, have you lost your fucking mind? There's nothing on this piece of paper. How are you seeing this? And I am not. <laughs> it's the whole focus group mentality that like, Between you and I, you could be like, you're wrong. There's nothing on this paper. Then I'm like, oh, yeah, watch this. Put it on Facebook. Ten people comment. Five of them see fog. Two of them see golf. And three of them go, your math is wrong. There's nothing there. Like, (laughs) It's all, 
literally power of suggestion so often. And that, literally, that's why I try so hard to find evidence that that is real. And like when I caught that light, that anomaly of that spirit peeking around the corner at Bobby Mackey's, I was like, the boys didn't see it. There's no way it got on film. Absolutely no way. And I'm re- reviewing the evidence. And I'm like, motherfucker, I'm not crazy. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. And it's gratifying because yeah. you're like, every party is like, man, I wish I would have got this on camera. But then there's a large party that's like, I saw it. I know it's real. <laughs> exactly. It's, well, to me, it was wonderful to see. And I'm like, there's no way a camera picked this up whatsoever. And I'm like, everybody's going to call me crazy. Ha, ha, ha. Kitsy's crazy again. But motherfuckers, we got that. We got that. And its name is Abby. And she's living in my house now. So. <laughs> I love it. That's it. And on that have, note right there. Do you want to do a, okay. No. No. Do the story. Did, I meant like. You, Wrap my thing up and go to the next thing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, sleep is hard for me lately, and it's not because of the shadow man. It's because I'm losing my damn mind. So I found this paranormal story in one of those uh, paranormal groups I was talking about on Facebook. And I actually I messaged on her comment, and I'm like, oh, my God, the story is amazing. Can I please tell it on my podcast? She's like, absolutely. So she will probably never hear me read this. And that's okay because you guys will enjoy this story. Get out your tissues. It's a good one. Oh, no. So it was from Deb, Deb McMahon. And she said, two years ago, I lost my little guy, meaning her son. And there was a photo of him on there, which I will find to post on the Instagram page in our stories. And his name was Jake. He was two years old. He had leukemia, but was leukemia free at the time of his death. He passed away one month after being discharged from the hospital from too much chemo. I have had many visits from my boy since he left us. He had a toy zebra he used to ride and bounce on and it would play music, but you really had to bang on it quite hard to turn it on. One day I was doing washing and I heard music and sure enough, it was the zebra. Another time I had a tooth pulled And it was so painful, I took three codeine pills, but needed to wake up at 2.30 to pick up the kids from school. I was knocked out on my lounge alone, and I heard a loud voice in my ear say, Mom. So apparently she's from the UK instead of Mom. Um, I was startled, and I answered, Yeah. And I looked at the clock. It was 2.30 on the dot, and I was the only one home. I talk to him every single day. I miss him so much, but I know he can hear me, and I know he is there. Wow. Jeez. That's a feel-good. In a sad, sad way. Oh, that's amazing. Like, I mean, it's sad, yeah. but also, yeah. It, it I, Coming off of my uh, crazy, uh, as always, rants, I, like... It's a beautiful thing, but also, like, there's a layer of sad to it that she can't openly, like, talk about this experience. Like, she has to be in a paranormal group to tell this story that she can't tell people that she's basically, like, connecting with her lost child through this medium in which she believes. So it's kind of, like, a sad thing that's not, like, normalized, that it's it's okay that, that she has these experiences so 
It's beautiful. Yeah. I feel like you said, though, it's becoming more normalized now. Like when I first got into all this stuff, um, I was afraid to talk about it with people. And now that I talk to it, talk about it with people, they're more than happy to tell. But I think it's got to take the like-mindedness because there are so many closed-minded people out there. Um, and that's what we're here for, guys. We're here for you to talk about all the weird, all the creepy, all the cryptid. And if you guys have a story you want to send in, go ahead and do it at oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. And I think that's everything I needed to cover. What about you, Nick? I got it all out. If you guys are still listening, thanks. Because I'll... <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> they left during my story. <laughs> no. Are you kidding? Are you kidding? I'll cut out all those really bad fuck-ups, so it won't be so bad. But guys, we appreciate the fuck out of you. Your shares, your retweets, just telling your friends about us. Socially distanced, of course. You guys are the best, and we love you long time. It's true. I, I love you even when you compare me to that uh, scientist guy from Stranger Things. I'll take it. Funny story. Oh, that's who that was. Yeah. It's, uh, it's Yeah. I had lunch with him once. Really? Yeah, it was one of my first jobs on a show, and he was playing a school teacher in the show that did uh, was on MTV for a short time, and he was really just getting started. I mean, I had known him from like Comedy Bang Bang and stuff, and some uh, uh, YouTube videos and things. But yeah, we had lunch together. Super funny guy, nicest dude on the planet. But uh, didn't know I'd be uh, getting side by side compared to him years later. But here I am with an abnormally large forehead, so it's fine. <laughs> well, I got one too. That's why we get along so well. So yay! At least you're a man, and it's acceptable. Me, I've I've got to like bangs and shit. There, now you can't even tell. I'll do my bangs too. <laughs> okay, guys, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. And if you rate and review us on any of the apps and IMDb and Amazon Prime. Screen grab it. Send it to oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. We've got a contest for you. I'm Kitsy Duncan. And I'm Nick Floyd. Weird is the new cool. Ghost on. See ya. Yay. I have bangs. Oddity Files is an independent production. Intro music created by DJ Jimmy. Wah, wah. The opinions expressed on this show are ours and ours alone. Our logo was created by me. If you like the show and would like to support us, you can watch Oddity Files on Amazon Prime. You can buy merch at oddityfiles.com. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at oddityfiles or on Facebook at facebook.com slash oddityfiles. You can even join our weird little Facebook group called Oddity Files Fan Group. It's a closed group, so you'll need approval, but we do approve everyone. Most importantly, you can help us spread the word. Tell a friend, tell an enemy, tell your boyfriend, tell your ex-boyfriend, tell your grandma, tell everybody, share and retweet. Just help us get the word out. We appreciate each and every one of you and couldn't do this without you. If you have a story you wanna know more about, or a personal story you'd like to hear us read during an episode, email us at oddityfilescrew at gmail. If you have a corrections corner, go ahead and give us a call. It's 317-300-6699. 
If you have a venue you'd like us to do a live podcast at, reach out at oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. Also, take a couple minutes, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on all the major podcast apps. It also helps us get out there and in front of the public eyes. And remember, kids, weird is the new cool.